Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. to today's episode which is all about taking part in an art show but before we get on to that thank you so much to everyone who's been sharing the work you've been doing for the challenges on social media keep them coming we love seeing what you're doing and also a big big thank you to our latest Kofi supporters and obviously since the cost of things have gone up so much recently your help is even more important to us and your support also shows us that you like what we do and you'd like us to continue and we're going to thank each of you personally at the end of the show and also we want to say a big thank you to our sponsor evolve evolve can teach you how to paint in a realism style to a professional level in a year or less and for a fraction of the price of art school because that costs a blooming fortune not only do they provide you all the lessons and support you need but they'll also send you the materials as well you can watch a free webinar from evolve and that's actually teaching you stuff it's not just a selling thing and you can go to that by going to kickinthecreatives.com forward slash evolve webinar or if you want to hear more about the program you can go back and listen to episodes 67 and 73 anyway sandra what is new with you are you feeling better i am actually um for anybody who listened to episode 133 which is i think the one before the one before this one right <laughs> i think oh, i don't <laughs> it's know called, it's called being an artist the good the bad and the ugly then you'll know that i've had a very dry spell for all sorts of reasons and i am in a much better headspace than i was yes much much better and i actually feel like i've been doing a bit of self analysis so oh my god i know i know i i think i've realized what part of the problem was and because of that I feel like I've been able to find my way out of it a bit and what we're going to do is we're going to do an episode or like catching up an update really so I don't want to go too much into it now but yes basically the upshot is I am now itching to do another painting Tara. (laughs) Blimey! I know. Have you actually got something in mind? Yeah, I've got something in mind. um, And I am actually going away to London for the weekend because um, I've got a birthday coming up, not not this weekend, but the weekend after. But going away to London and staying in a hotel on a bank holiday, they put all the prices up, don't they? Oh, so my we go God. The weekend before. Yeah. So, um, and I... I'm oh, I thought you actually the... were going the bank holiday. Blimey. No, 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 no. We're going no, the weekend no. before because yeah. otherwise they just... The prices skyrocket, yeah. don't they? So we're not going to do that. So, And I'm hoping that while I'm there, I will find the thing it is I'm looking for to paint. And yeah, I'm actually feeling much more like I really want to go in there so I've been in the art room I've been doing a bit of drawing and I've been feeling good about it actually so yeah complete turnaround I'll just to touch on what I think might have gone wrong a little bit yeah is as I touched on back in that episode we had for the previous year had some quite stressful things going on um around us and I 
have always used art as a way of de-stressing. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. As well as going in there for other reasons as well, you know, just... But sometimes, you know, it's a really good way to unwind and if you're feeling anxious and worried and things like that. But I think for the year leading up to this big, dark block I was having, I'd really sort of been going into the art room to try and, you know, because it's the one thing you can do where your mind just it focuses on on the thing you're doing doesn't it and it you know it, it, you can unwind from all those other stresses and i think part of the reason i got to where i was at is because i had begun um associating doing art and painting with <laughs> episodes of stress and worry which i think is why oh. i was suddenly having this rela- reaction when i went into the studio without even doing anything i'd walk in there feel sick and want to get out as quickly as i could and I do think it's because I've started to associate that going in there with being in a, in a in an anxious place. All of those things I was going through, they're completely, they're, that's all good now, it's fine. But of course, I'm left with that, that feeling of, oh my God, I can't go in there. I just, I, when I go in there, I know I always feel stressed. And I think it's been a bit of a cycle thing. It's like a trigger. Yeah, it's really funny you say that because I used to feel that very much about this room that I'm sitting in now which is my office where I now also paint because this it well is my office where I used to do my all my graphic design and I didn't want to come in you know when I was doing a lot of graphic design work I didn't want to come here at the in here at the weekend at all because this room was work that I hated yeah so this room I didn't like this room Oh, that's it's very odd, so, isn't it? So, what got you out of that? Then, how did you get past well, that? Well, because I start because I started doing less and less graphics and right. painting more. So now it's mm. become it's not the horrible place I do graphics <laughs> anymore. It's funny how our brains yeah, respond it's funny, to things. Mm. It really is. So that's what's new with me. I haven't started anything new, but I, I, it's it's in the process of you know canvas yeah. at the ready. Just need the thing. Santara, what is new with you? Um, well, on Tuesday, I went to a local sketching breakfast, which I didn't oh, have breakfast did you? There, actually. But yeah, but you know the uh, Kina Lounge? It's actually that big pub that you went in. It's quite <gasps> eclectic. Oh, I love that place. The one with all the the great big light um, lights, uh, shades all hanging all over yes, the place. Yes, and it's, it's so all cool. completely bonkersy mix of furniture and isn't it and it's almost yeah. like the walls are falling down but it's it's quite a strange interesting place but they do the local art group you know with a shop where i've got my stuff in that art group do a sketching breakfast once a month and i've never been before and i actually wasn't going to go to this one and then a friend that i walk the dog with who's actually really good at sales type stuff um i said oh, i keep thinking about going but I'm probably not because I'd really like to, and, and this is not mean to be disrespectful to anybody, but I'd really like to meet some full-time artists um, just who I can learn from. Do you know what I mean? People who are yeah. making a living from art. Yeah, and um, she goes, oh, you should go along anyway because you might, you know, you might just pick up some tips or learn about what's going on or some events, you know, events or something. So uh, I thought, oh, okay, you know, I'll, I'll go try it. So I went, but majority of people were retired. They, you know, they were very nice, but I didn't. And it was really nice to chat to people and draw with them. But I didn't really 
learn about any events or anything except I did mm. overhear something about they might be doing um the Kino people from the Kino lounge just have like a pop-up exhibition oh I did, did so hear that good. bit but I shouldn't I'll tell you what it. your work your but, work uh, would be look great in there because it is so wacky yeah I mean they do have really odd paintings on the walls don't they mm. anyway like kind of found it was almost like they've got more from junk shops quite weird some of them but yeah so I went to that but I say the majority of people I think were either retired there might have been a couple who were like self-employed but because it's on a Tuesday morning yeah. if you're working or part-time working you're not going to be able to go are you no so, so what was your but, sketching like then did you do you know the funny how thing did it was go? I did I posted them on Instagram don't don't get it wrong they were no work of art at all but they flowed so much better. Bearing in mind, I haven't done it for ages, like sketch that sort of sketching. No. It, it felt easier. Really? You'd think it would yeah. be the opposite if you haven't done it for a long yeah. time. But I think it's because I've been painting more. Right. If you know what I mean. I mean, I know not lately, but previously when we've been, you know, to what's it, I probably haven't been concentrating on painting as much. Now I've been sort of drawing and stuff a lot more, but it just, yeah, I say they definitely weren't works of art and, you know, not great or anything, but it just felt better kind of thing. Was it one of these things where everybody kind of looks at everyone else's work at the end of it no. or this or, or not? No, which was really good. I think it's quite a good idea to do something like that or organise something like that where it's very clear that you don't have to show your work if you don't want to, but you can if you like sort of thing. And if you're open... yeah to it then let people know and if you're not then you know just you don't have to feel like you've got to because I think that's something that puts people off going to these events if they're beginners they're like oh god what if you know mine's the worst and people are going to be looking at my stuff and it, it you know nobody cares but you think you feel bad don't you if you know what I mean it, when you're yeah. a beginner you sort of feel like you that... don't belong and your stuff's not good enough and it's quite not nice yes. to go somewhere where you don't have to feel like you've got to show it. Yeah. But anyway, I think we should get on to today's topic and it's all about art shows. And the reason we decided to do this is because you've recently done your very first art show, haven't you, Tara? Well, it's an and art you, and craft show, yeah. Yes, you know, whatever. It, it's basically still yeah. out there exhibiting your stuff and I know... Um, that you were absolutely terrified for weeks about this and you were like oh my god guess yeah. what I've done I've, I've I'm gonna do an art show and I'm like what I can't believe you do that because this is just not you you don't normally do this stuff and you did it you were really brave and now you say you're gonna do another one but obviously um it we just thought actually why don't we do an episode on it then because you were really scared about it and it wasn't as um daunting as you'd expected on the day was it no, it wasn't at all. No. Do you so want me to then. tell us? Tell, tell us about. Tell us about. You know how you. You know what made you decide you were going to finally get around to doing an art and craft show anyway. Well, funnily enough, funnily enough, it was actually one of our previous podcast guests, and now I've forgotten her last name, <laughs> so I'm going to have to quickly <laughs> look it up. Uh, hang on a minute. What's her the first name? name? Is Megan Orman. Megan Orman, she's episode 132. And and basically, she emailed out to us and said, oh, she got a book out and she teaches she teaches 
uh, stuff and you know she teaches artists about basically marketing and productivity and she said she'd be interested in coming on the show and we could have a free book to read to her book and her book was basically called try it and see because the problem with everybody and artists included is we'll think of an idea we'll think you know i wonder i wonder if my art would sell at an art show but we want to know the answer without doing it so her philosophy is all about just try everything and see it see if it works basically you'll never know till you try it because even if you go from somebody else's experience theirs won't be the same as yours because their art won't be the same as yours you're not the same person as them so basically try and see so I'd been getting a bit despondent about social media you know I wasn't selling through that so it's like oh what else can I do and I thought I wonder if and then I think this thing must have popped up or I must have saw the thing about Lamport Hall so I thought it's probably not the right event but shall I just try it and see so that was it basically I thought let's just have a go and I knew it was probably I was probably going to lose money doing it which I did but I was never going to know and never get going to get over the fear of doing it unless I actually did it so so basically before I could change my mind I emailed the the people about doing a stall and I booked it. Literally, I thought, just book it. Because then you can't, once you're committed, you've got money in the game, you're going to do it, even your deposit sort of thing. So, yeah, uh, yeah. it was just commitment. Do you know what I mean? Rather than you just, yeah. oh, yeah, I might do that. It was like, yes, I, I'm committed now. I'm doing this. But, um, yeah. And I then mean, there was that, there, that period where you were like, oh, no, I actually have committed and I am doing it. Oh, no, what have I done? I remember you saying that. What have I done? (laughs) And I think one of the huge things that I learned, and that is you need to plan things because I made, this is one of my biggest mistakes. I mean, one of the mistakes was probably picking the wrong show, but we'll go into that after. But my biggest mistake was panic buying, <laughs> which sounds like crazy. Like it's almost like people buying toilet roll during COVID. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but it was it was panic buying without thinking things through. So, for example, I knew I'd, I'd booked a double stall, so I was going to have two tables, so uh, two six foot tables. So I thought, oh, I need some I need some little easels so I can put my paintings on. I thought, oh, I'll probably need. I can't remember if I thought eight or ten of them, but I thought, I think eight. Oh, I think I'll get about eight eight pictures on there. Let's buy eight of them, you know, for a tenner each. And it's like, wow. and then you <clears> think, so, so I'm not doing all this. Instead of what I eventually did was sat down with my bit of paper uh, on the computer, a bit of paper, you know what I mean? So I'd drawn out a six-foot table, and then I knew that a picture was, I don't know, 50 centimetres wide and then I worked out by the time I was going to have prints and stuff like that I could only actually get three paintings on the table <laughs> right right so I bought five extra easels little mini stand up on the table easels that I couldn't use which was 50 pounds just, you didn't yeah. spend mm. yes so I was doing silly things I mean I, th- I think I'll use them in the future for things so it's not yeah. a dead loss or anything but I did quite a few things like that just by not sitting with a bit of paper and working out what I could actually get on the table and mm. I also bought way too many frames because I thought oh I can I can put up eight paintings <laughs> so I bought eight frames 
Right. Get up to which, three. Which you will use, you know, you can always use if you do do a, an exhibition somewhere and put them on the wall. But, yeah, I, I know Do you know what, what I mean? It was like, just that writ. So, so what I would say, don't start immediately buying things. Sit there, either do it on a computer or draw it out to scale. I mean, roughly to scale. Work out how yeah. big your pictures are, how much space they're going to take. So you can see what you're actually going to be able to fit in the space that you're yeah. using. And it's really obvious stuff. And the funny thing is, if, if someone else had given me this job to plan for them, that's what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, isn't it? Hmm. And, and when you got there, you found that it wasn't overly busy, was it? And so we feel like they may have missed a bit of a trick in getting that event out there, you know, and advertised oh, I don't properly. think they advertised it. I don't no. think they advertised it. All the storeholders there said... That's the quietest I've ever known it. Mm. But, I mean, uh, can I just suggest another tip as well? That is to write a list of everything you need. Again, a completely blooming obvious one, and I did this. But otherwise you start panicking. So just write a list of all simple things like tablecloth, take some tape, take, you know, your stand, take your card reader, because... Once you've got that, it's much easier to pack everything and tick it all off. And also get a bum bag. Suddenly last minute, I thought, I've got nothing to put my money in. So, you know, the, the day before or the couple of days before, I'm ordering on Amazon a bum bag so I can well, wear the change. luckily you didn't need it anyway. <laughs> no, I didn't. No. Because <laughs> there's no one there. And there was no money but to you put know, in it. <laughs> no, there was no money to put in it. But you know what I mean? You just you need to yeah. think about things like that. What you've got to remember is whatever, yes, you do have to invest a bit of money when you're doing your first one into framing and that kind of thing. And, what, and if it's a, a craft show where it's on a table, that kind of thing, you, ha, you do have to put a bit of money into it. But even if you don't make anything to begin with, you can reuse those things again and again, can't you? So it's not like it's, oh, well, that was a waste of money. You can use them again and next time you'll go in knowing a bit more about it and hopefully you'll do better, you know. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, my tips would be uh, really about the whole thing before the event, which is to, you know, get people interested in actually going to it and get it out there. So there are lots of ways to do this. Obviously, I know that there are things like, well, it seems like a really old fashioned way of doing it now, but, you know, you could put a little um, advert in your local your local newspaper Um which is, it seems very old-fashioned now, doesn't it, to do that? But, of course, the best way is to create an event on Facebook. So on your Facebook page and on your uh, your normal timeline page, create an event and post a weekly reminder at least a month before. So you're kind of creating a buzz about it. So you do a different post every week. So, oh, gosh, I'm getting nervous now. You know, I wonder how many people are going to be there. And, oh, it's going to be really good. There's going to be lots of different people's art there. Or whatever it is. I don't know what kind of show we're talking about here. It could be a, a solo exhibition. It could be something like myself and my friend Kerry did where it's two of us. Or it could be something like you did where it's an entire art, like art and craft show where there's lots of people. But it's so important to get people to actually know about it because nobody's going to turn up if they don't they're not even aware it's on so that's the biggest the biggest the most important thing is to actually make it known it's actually happening do you know what I mean and also anybody 
else who you know who would also be willing to share that event so for instance if I was having an event I would then say to my friends and family you know could you share this event that I'm putting up on Facebook could you share it with all your friends as well so you're trying to get this known to as many of your local people as you can because you know you want them to show up so it's just creating that that buzz I think and maybe you could create a reel talking about your event if you're brave enough so have your video camera and sort of say wow I'm really excited I'm very nervous about it I'm going to be showing um this piece and this piece and love you to come and obviously if you if you want to come along invite your friends and ask your friends to bring their friends you know um Also, the other thing to remember is we've spoken about Facebook a lot, but I've got my normal timeline, which is my sort of personal page. I've also got my artists page. But let's not forget the local town I live in has also got its own page. And the same will apply if I decided I wanted to do an exhibition in Brighton. They've got a Facebook page. Do you know what I mean? So the other important thing to remember is try and get your event shared or post about it on their website as well. Because I'm a member of um, my local town's Facebook page. So if anything came up like that, I'd see it. I'd see someone saying, oh, I'm having an art show and blah, blah, blah. And I'd go, oh, I might go to that because they've put it on there. So that's another thing. Um, Also, write it in your newsletter if you have a newsletter maybe do an extra two or three newsletters in the in the month or two leading up even though I most of the time the newsletter perhaps gets read by people across the pond maybe but there be obviously your your friends and family they will probably have subscribed to it as well so you know link them to it and ask them again share this you know share it with your friends Um, and obviously do the same on your Instagram, any other social media platform. Don't um, underestimate the power of social media. I think you'll get probably far more visitors from that than you would any other way of doing it. The other way as well is to, you know, to entice people to go because it's all very well making it known, but how are you going to entice them to actually show up? There's nothing that will help people show up than a free glass of wine, is there? A free glass of wine on arrival and some nibbles. That's, I mean, this is what Kerry and I did. When I did that exhibition with Kerry, uh, we we were exhibiting in a local sort of um, of gallery slash framers. And we we had to obviously buy the wine and everything like that. And we bought enough for what we would think would, would give a people a glass when they came in. And obviously laid out some some nibbles. So you could advertise that. Free glass of wine on arrival. Also, um, maybe you could do like a raffle at the event or a prize draw or something like that to win and maybe a free print. Or another way is to say, on this particular event, I'm offering an exclusive discount for people that show up at the event and it's that it's a one-off discount for that day in those walls do you see what I mean so that's that's the that's the thing I would think about is the most important thing isn't necessarily what goes on in the show itself it's actually the 
part before the show even happens, you know, it's getting people knowing about it, talking about it and wanting to come along. Can I make an admission here? Well, I did did the uh, raffle thing, but I only got four signatures on the raffle. Oh, did (laughs) you? Because there were so few, yes, there's so few people. And then, of course, of those people, um, not that many people would necessarily like my style. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. there was mm. a lot of older people there. Um, right. And it probably was, was it would probably be liked more by a lot more younger people. It, that's, my, mm. that's my theory anyway. Um, I mm. could be very wrong there. But, um, yeah, my admission is I didn't hardly advertise the event deliberately. Because, because you were nervous thought, about it. Yeah, because I was nervous about it, which I, th- I think a lot of people do the same as me, but maybe wouldn't admit it, because I was nervous about it. And then also because the only people I thought would be able to come because they're local enough are people I knew, but I probably didn't think my style would be up their alley anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it was I almost didn't... like I, thought I, I, I wanted people I didn't know to see it if that makes sense mm. going back to the raffle quickly yeah how much were you charging for a ticket oh no this wasn't a raffle this was basically um there's a box to put in your email and your name for a prize draw oh. to win oh, it's a prize draw i see yeah yes because yeah. it well, yeah, wasn't a raffle because basically what i wanted was i wanted to collect email addresses so that i knew right. people who liked my work i could get into contact with them again I see. So, yeah. yeah, so it wasn't, but funny, funny enough, someone I know has, has since who has since told me what she used to do because she used to basically run events for a company. <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. I'm sure this happens all the time. She goes, What you do um, is she'd hustle to get people to take part. But I couldn't, unless someone looked interested. It is very difficult to know whether to suggest that they entered your prize draw. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but she says what she used to do was she'd she'd look at she'd see how interested the person was. She goes, Oh, you know, when I enter the a prize draw and if the person seemed really keen and they're asking questions or whatever, yeah, they'd say yes and they'd they'd enter. She'd write a star on the bit of paper. <laughs> that she put their name in a thing. And if they seemed yeah, they filled it in but they weren't that bothered there wouldn't be a star on it. And then instead of making it completely random, the winner was not random. Oh, no, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm sure, it ha- I'm sure it happens all the time. All the time, yeah. yes. I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I won't say who that is that said that. Like, no, no. <laughs> no. But, um, but with raffles, if I was going to do a raffle, I'd want to do it where if I was going to sell a ticket, I'd want the tickets yeah. to be at least a fiver each. Because that way, yeah. if they win a free print, as long as you get at least, you know, a handful, it's at least going to pay for your costs of actually the having the print done, yeah. you know. Or you could do like a silent auction. That would be quite interesting. What about that? Oh, so where everybody people... puts in their bid. Yeah, and yeah. then the top the top bidder wins a print because <clears throat> it could I, be I think, only twenty quid. I don't know, but it could somebody could go. Oh, I want to put a hundred quid in. You know, I think the only trouble with 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 stuff like that is you need enough a, a volume of people that like your work, enough volume of yeah. people. So, like when you when you and Kerry were doing your show, 
Mm. You know the people that came to that show either liked you and Kerry or they liked you and Kerry's work. Mm. People come to these, like the event like I went to, you're only going to get a very, even if you get quite a large number of people through the door, only a segment of that are actually going to like what you do. Yeah. Somebody else might love ceramics, which you've got next door. Someone else might love that. So you need the volume Mm. to be able to do that because first of all you've got to get them interested in in because they're putting money down still effectively aren't they yeah yeah you know so yeah i think i think with your thing like when they just come to see you you've got much more chance with something like that that's what i, I would think say. i think finding the if like obviously your venue was your venue because they do that there you know yeah who organises who organises that? By the way, that art show is it something that happens every year in that town or something? It's basically this old uh, estate with a fancy mm. house, you know, an old older house estate. Um, yeah. yeah, and it happens every year. Basically, they have so many events a year, different, yeah. different types of events. So the people who work for that company, that house. They they organise it, but clearly they did a really crap job. Either it was a crap yeah. job of advertising it, or it's because this year we've had extra bank holidays together because yeah. of the king's coronation. So people yeah. were perhaps doing things on the other days. But Maybe. I actually one of my, one of my points I'd got is that if you are going to do events, look for them as early as possible. Now I had the problem that I only suddenly decided, you know what, I'm going to try an event. When really, if you want to do it, you want to be looking, you want to be looking sort of now what's going on for next year. Yeah. And I only mean to get, get a feel for what, what events are happening when. Because I, I actually missed out on a really, some really cheap local events. I mean, these might not you know, generate any income, but I could have had a little market stall in my, in my local town. And they were like yeah. 20 quid. So it's like, if you do it, and it doesn't. You don't sell anything. It's not a big deal, is it? If you paid twenty pound for your your stall, mm. do, you, do you know what I mean? But yeah. I emailed her. I said, "Oh, can I get a stall at this?" But they've already booked up. Yeah, because I'm too late. And so, what I would suggest is, if you're in England, or actually, I think it might be UK wide. I'm not sure. There's a website that someone told me about called Stall Finder. And this lists uh, stalls and events that are going on in the country. So that's a good one. But if you're not, there's also sites like for competitions and events. Have you seen that Zealous and no, MoMA? No, There's one called uh, Zealous. Oh, MoMA, yes. yes. Um, actually, MoMA, is that just UK, MoMA? Because it's, it's .co.uk, but, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I get that newsletter. Yeah. And I, mm. I think as well, the mistake I probably made, although I kind of knew it might be the case, is to try and find events that suit your art. Um, I wasn't sure if mine was going to fit where I went, but I just thought, oh, I'll take a punt because maybe mine will be a bit of fresh air in fairly traditional crafts. But, you know, it might not be. So I'm also looking at doing some events. I'm doing some Comic Cons later in the year because it doesn't necessarily have to be an art event it could be an event that suits like say you paint flowers maybe Mm. there's a a flower event that might be better because you're then going to be one of probably only a handful of artists there because everybody else is actually going to be selling flowers or other things so i think that's another thing you look at 
I think venue is so important. It really is. I mean, there's the obvious doing what you've done and doing what I've done. But there's also other things like open house exhibitions. Do they have those where you are? Because around where we are, um, yes, particularly um, Eastbourne area, uh, they do open house exhibitions. So basically you get a group of artists who and it goes all sort of through Brighton, Eastbourne. It's basically in the East Sussex area. And you can sign up to be part of this open house exhibition. And what it means is on over a particular weekend or two or three days, certain people open their houses to let, not just to exhibit their own work, but to hang other people's works as well. So, um, and you can just drop in at, at these houses at any one time to have a look. So that's another yeah, they, thing you could do. They do one of those near me, actually. And I, I looked at it, but I haven't really got a suitable space for doing that. No. Because I don't really want no. people wandering around the main house. And mine's an office. The main house? Which wing? The west wing or the no, east wing? No, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I'm in, the I'm <laughs> Yes, I'm in the converted. I'm in the converted garage, basically. My office, but it's more. But it's more of an office, and it's very messy. Mm. And even yeah. if I tried to tidy up a bit, it's not really a wander no. around, look at art kind of thing. Do you know what I, I mean? Don't know. Yeah, I know it's what you mean. Proper... I've been. I've been to one of these before because my friend Kerry actually does them. Nearly, well, I think she's done quite a few right. now. And her cousin, her cousin makes um, glass jewellery and things like that. So. Um, she does it as well. So it's not necessarily just art that hangs on the walls, but I, I think I would have a problem with loads of art hanging all over my walls because then you've got the nails <laughs> and everything ruining your walls. Yeah. I think there must be better ways of hanging them now. I don't know. But, um, yeah, that, she does them. And, and I've, been, I've been to one of those where there's about three or four houses within walking distance of each other involved and and it's literally like a living room with tv and a coffee table and oh really and there's just, yeah and canvases hanging all over the walls and and a little kitchen with wine and cheese and and it's been a real fun social event it's it's not about the space the art is hanging in it's just a bit more about um it's just like a real eclectic eclectic mix of people and creativity if you know what I mean all, all in one small space yes it's your know, bog standard average sort of house but somehow that kind of makes it what it is it's quite I think it's quite a, a cool you know cool thing to do if you I mean I wouldn't get involved with that simply because like you um I don't think I've got the right space for it I just haven't I, I think I'd feel quite uncomfortable yeah I'd feel quite uncomfortable I think about well, random strangers as well come in your house. You don't know mm. quite. Do you know what I mean? If it's, no. But also, it was quite expensive to do it around here because I don't know if Kerry has to do this. But if I wanted to go in for hours, first of all, it was twenty-five quid to become a member of the open house. Thingy. Yeah. Then, if you wanted yeah. to be, um, then actually to, to be in the open house thing, it was another twenty-five quid. So that was just a membership yeah. and it was 25 quid to do it. And then if you wanted to be in the brochure, it was another 45 quid. Um, mm. And then if you didn't want to be in your own house, uh, there were some venues, but some of those venues were also charging to be at the venue. So I was working out, I was thinking, oh, it's 100 quid before I even put it in a venue. Do you, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, and I, I mean, I spent mm. a lot on, on a stall, but it's like, 
I don't even know how many paintings you could have at a venue. So it's like, well, that is a lot of money just for hanging a painting somewhere or two paintings. Do you know what I mean? It is. Yeah, especially when you, you know, you're really not sure it's got a chance of selling. Yeah. It's, it is hard. It is a bit of a gamble, isn't it? It is, you know? yeah. I'm not a gambling person, but <laughs> that's, a, that's a problem. Yeah. I think sometimes you need to be. I think if you lived, if you lived in Brighton or somewhere like that or somewhere in London or somewhere a bit more, a bit more arty, I think you're much more likely to have the right people perhaps come round and look and more people. Yes. Yeah. There was one house um, in, in the fall, because like most houses were pretty sort of standard houses, but there was one, had a really big hallway and it had a piano in it and that had this like big staircase and there were people sort of hanging out on the staircase looking at the art all up the walls and oh, yeah. drinking wine and there was other people just sort of standing around by the piano. It was, real, it was really cool. It was like something out of an Agatha Christie kind of like yeah. house. It was really cool. It was a big house, quite an old sort of fashioned, in a good way sort of house. And, um, but I do, I do think it's funny, isn't it? I think the, where your art is hanging could be the difference between whether it sells or whether it doesn't. So for example, one person could see your art hanging on a wall somewhere like, I don't know, in one of those random houses and not buy it. They don't really, it doesn't, the, the venue it's in doesn't really do the artwork justice. It doesn't really belong in that space. Right. Yeah. yeah. They could, that same person, that very same person could see that very same piece of art hanging on a bare brick wall in a, a really nice sort of venue where it really suits where it is and they can fall in love with that piece of artwork. And it's, it's as much about the environment it's hanging in because an environment can make or break a painting, just like a frame. You know, we've talked about frames, haven't yeah. we? You can frame a painting and it can make or break the painting. Well, it kind of, it's a little bit like that with the environment you're trying to sell it by hanging in. And it's a bit like, you know, those um, apps, and you often use them, Tara, don't you, where you can kind of like create this environment yeah. and kind of virtually hang a painting. And... You know, you if you if you hang it in the wrong the wrong background, it can look a bit just doesn't look right. So yeah, it, it's about this is it's important the venue you're looking at. If it's if it's going to cost you money to do a show, you want to make sure that the environment you're doing the show in suits your particular work. And you know, when when Kerry and I did it. And that's another tip I'll say is if you're worried about doing an art show, you can always do it with someone else. So, or with a few people, you know, if you're lucky enough to, to know several artists in your friendship circle that live relatively close, you can all get together and go, right, let's do an art show. Where are we going to do it? And you can, you can share the costs of hiring the, the hall or whatever it is you're going to do it in or the, whatever venue it is. You can share the costs of you know, the wine and the nibbles and all the rest of it, which is brilliant. And, of course, you can lean on each other and hide behind each other when you get nervous, that kind of thing, at the event. But if, you, if you're going to do a show, you, what you want to do is you want to say, right, where is, where is the best type of place for my work? So, for example, if I was going to do an exhibition for the work I've completed perhaps over the last two or three years, I'd think, hmm, what about... 
just up the road from us, we've got a, a brewery and it's got a tap room in it. And this tap room is a lovely. It's it's like this great big wooden building with really high ceilings and these massive expanse of walls. And when I go in there, quite often there's these great big pieces of art on these walls. And I actually said to the, the lady behind the, the actual bar who was serving the beer, and I said, you know, would you ever be interested in having local artists ex- exhibit? And she said, yeah, absolutely. And she said, what do you do? And I showed her, and she goes, well, that would be perfect. The only problem was these walls are so huge that if I hung a painting uh, on one of those walls, it would look it, lost. Yeah. So I'd need to hang a few on, on there. Yeah. Um, but that would or be a need perfect to do a really big one. place for, yeah, or I need to do a really big, which was my plan in yeah. the beginning, wasn't it? Before yeah. I hit this exactly. block, I was, it was going to be that. Um, but that would be the perfect place for my work to hang because of the environment it's in. Or a wine bar, that kind of thing. Um, if if it was like your work, Tara, I, I would think more about somewhere quirky like that lounge bar that you're talking about, that sort of thing. So, yeah, have a think about where would be the right place. And obviously you can approach galleries and say, look, you know, I'd like to exhibit some of my work. Would you be interested in helping me hold an exhibition? They might say no. Galleries are a little bit more... Obviously, they're choosy. Yeah. You're not choosing them. They're choosing whether or not they, they'd show you or not, but... Yeah, someone started something quite interesting on Facebook locally to me. Um, I haven't, I haven't, I've joined the group. I haven't taken part in it. I, I don't know if she's continued it. But the idea was she would um, invite different venues and whatever to come into the group and artists and then try and arrange that they'd have pieces of artists' work on their wall. So it was kind of a win-win. Mm. So there might have been, like, say, a cafe. And, and there was I know she did one event where there was a cafe who wasn't doing that well, I think, at the time. And and they said, yeah, yeah, put, have, have an event, put some on our walls. And it got people into the cafe to, you know, buy drinks and stuff. Mm. And then I think an odd yeah. person sold a painting. So it was kind of a bit of a win-win. And I thought that was quite a clever idea, uh, that you could start your own kind of local group like that with a, with a group of artists yeah. and then try and bring in local businesses yeah. to do that um but one thing i learned is that you go into these events really scared really scared like an idiot um but people are really in general are really nice and the people around you are all in the same boat and i think i told you how how great the other storeholders were and and the one next to me, she kept on going, oh, you need to try these people. And, you know, she was giving me all these tips. So I think even if you don't do well, you're still going to learn something. So it's not a complete dead loss. I mean, some, some of the, one of the storeholders said to me that she treats each of these things as a networking event, not as a something she's going to sell. It's just basically she's going to meet people. And she said, from year to year, you can't tell which are going to be the good events and the bad events because you might go one year and it's brilliant and you sell loads. You might go another year and sell nothing. So just so you don't get despondent, you treat it like networking and that you don't know what's going to come from the future from a connection you make on that day. And I thought that's that's no, good you advice. That's absolutely right. Yeah. It's very good advice. Um and you know, the first time you do it, you don't have to spend like you you know, you spent too much, didn't you overspend? I did, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to do that. Just 
pale it back a bit. Actually, I remember, and I've got, I must actually follow up on this because a couple of years ago, I got an email from a winery, um, like a vineyard, also up the road from me. Don't know if I'm, you remember this. And they said, you know, yeah, I've come across your work online. Really like the idea of um, hanging your work for a, like an art slash wine we like event. And I thought, wow, what a good idea. At the time, I didn't have many wine paintings, but I've got lots now. Um, but what was good about that is they said what we would do is we would create an event for the winery and we'd invite people and then they can, the people there are going to taste wine and we'll have cheese and we'll have, like, make, we'll do that. And then we'll hang your work and you can come along and invite your friends and everything as well. And, and, um, then obviously we'll just make a percentage from your art. And it wasn't, I didn't, I think they only wanted about 10%. Oh, blimey, it's good. And I thought, wow, that's great because I wouldn't really be paying out for anything. I wouldn't be paying out for any of the wine and nibbles because the point of it for them is to get people into their winery to taste yeah. their wines. Yeah. So they, they would be doing that anyway. And the point of my art being there was just they could make a little bit of extra money. And it's a win-win, isn't it? Do you know what I think you should do? Go on. I think this week, either after this thingy yeah. or tomorrow, you need to email that wine company and mm. say, I've now got plenty of wine paintings. Yeah, they're in a gallery though, but that said, I can always say, look, you know, nothing's sold at can the Can I moment, borrow them so back? Can I borrow them yeah. for a bit? Gonna... Well, it depends if you're feeling up to it, like as in yeah. you're feeling positive enough about your art. I'm feeling but... a lot better. I do I do feel much better, Tara, I really do. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I, I was feeling like an absolute fraud for even, well, I spoke about this, didn't I, on that podcast, for even recording a podcast. I don't feel like that now. I just think I've been through something a thousand other artists go through and I'm coming out the other end, which is great. You know, but yeah, so the, yeah. Th- that's well, another thing. So, so are you going to do it? Are you going to email them? Um, well, I'm not going to do that today or tomorrow because I'm going away at the weekend and it's oh, I've right, got okay. I've got to get, but I, I think that is going no, to be. It only be takes how long does it take to email? Five minutes. <sighs> yeah, okay. That's an right. excuse. Okay, yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'm getting nervous now. <laughs> Yeah, yes. It doesn't have to be tomorrow you're doing the event, does it? You know, no. It can be in September. Actually, no. And in fact, I think they do events in the autumn. They do autumn and well, there you spring. Go. Plenty so, of time. Yes, yes, you are right. You are right. Yeah. Okay, Maybe I'll your do next it. painting could be a bit be a bit of cheese. <laughs> I don't really fancy painting cheese. <laughs> Great. So, no no i don't fancy doing grapes either yeah so um basically what are you going to do then so is that committed is that a yes i think it might be yeah i'm already booked in for another one oh great when is it yes i've got uh i've got i've got three books i've got an event which is early july i've got an event in august and I've got an event in November. Where? I've got July is Rushton Lakes, which is near me, but about half an hour away. There's a did you? I don't think you went there when you came here. Basically, it's like a shop, loads of different shops. Right. You know, like a shopping. What do they call them? Shopping you know, when you get center? the car park and it, no, and it's, they're all outside sort of shop. So they're oh. quite up must, a lot of them are quite upmarket shops. So there might there's a Clark's and then there's a, yeah. 
um, you know, like a fancy sports shop. Mm. And then there's sketches and just all the, and like quite a lot of country kind of brands. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of them are quite upmarket brands. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's all on this. So you park in the middle and then all these shops are on the outside. It's quite big and it's okay. very popular. Well, they do these out, they do these events, outdoor events, where you have like a little marquee. And I'm booked in to do one of those. Oh, wow. That's brilliant. So yeah. is it a similar thing? It's kind of like an art craft show. It's, I think it, it basically it's called, it's vintage and handmade. Okay. Is what it is. So people might be selling just, I guess, kind of antique or vintage stuff. So I guess it could be uh, vintage clothes, vintage jewellery, and also handmade stuff. So art you know anything handmade basically hmm. so yeah i'm trying that but I, I don't know if that's a good fit or not but a friend of mine used to do those um for a company they had a photographer uh, she worked for a photography company and she said they were, used to be quite busy in general so uh, i'm going to try that but again i'm not going to expect too much and just see no. what happens and then i'm doing two comic cons yeah so I'm yeah really but i'm interested to See what happens with those. Yeah, I don't think the local one. I'm not sure about the local one because I'm guessing it might end up being just a kid afternoon, yeah. a kid's yeah. day, because I don't know if it's just going to be more kids who like comic books. Mm. Whereas a London one, I would imagine it's more adults yeah, who like comic books, you know, so maybe kids I don't know. as well. I think there's but... as many adults now that like comics as there are kids well, know. that's what you want, isn't it? That's what yeah. I want. Yeah. Um, but, I but think the... Just... Go on. I was only one other thing I, I would say regarding cost for doing any events. Um, just something to factor in. is that the majority of these events, probably not if you're just having your work in an exhibition, in an existing exhibition, but if you're doing a stall or anything like that, most uh, most of them want public liability insurance. Yes. Which is basically to cover that if say say if your painting fell on someone, you know, it would cover you for that. Yeah. Um but what I found was it can be much cheaper to get that insurance if you go through certain groups. So I've got mine, I basically joined the SAA, which is I think it's a UK thing. Yeah. But but they have like a group insurance. So if you join them, you'll automatically get their insurance. But I'm sure there's similar things for you know for other countries the other thing you've got to remember as well is when you're actually you know it's all very well booking something and going to the show and you know waiting for your art to sell but sometimes your art's not going to sell itself you have to remember to talk about your work which is often quite hard isn't it to do but when you were oh, yeah. at this art show tara did you sort of say to people oh hi you know hey you know what are your interests da, da, da. this is piece i created on this when i was feeling like this or blah 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 it's kind of like scary isn't it the thought of actually talking to somebody but you have to engage with people to make them engage with their your art sometimes you can't just leave them to it you you kind of Sometimes people buy work because they like the person who painted it. That's the truth of it. Yeah, I mean, the advice I got, and this is from a, a, someone who does sales, um, is don't 
you can scare people off if you, if you what you don't want to do is say say if they if they come and look at your work you, you say oh hello or how are you or whatever or you can comment I can't compliment people I can't <laughs> just say she goes oh, she goes you'll say if a woman goes by she's got a nice scarf she goes oh lovely scarf I can't do that I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I just feel weird do you know what I mean but I just if someone is walking past I go I go oh morning you know yeah. hello and if they then stopped. Uh, yeah. a bit longer my I had a standard line which was she said don't start talking about your art because you'll immediately make them think oh she's selling trying to sell she goes you want to get them talking about them mm. so she said uh you know ask so so what my standard line was oh are you an artist yourself because ah. I don't know if that's a good line or a bad line but what I found was People always say, oh, no, no, I've tried and I was terrible. Or they'd mm. say, oh, no, but my, my nieces or my, do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. So at least at least got them talking. And then if they asked me anything, I could talk. Yeah, but, I absolutely which, agree with that. If somebody shows interest in your work and they, they show that they want to know about it, then by all means, of course, tell them your inspiration, the story behind your work. But you have to be very careful not to make them think like you're trying to give them a hard sell that's a big mistake if anything it's going to turn someone off but it really the the secret is just engaging them in a bit of conversation I think and you know not making them feel like I better not stop because if I do they're going to try and sell me something so it just does not work but you know yes it's important to engage with people at the show but one of the things people forget to do, I think, when they do a show or an event is they forget to talk about it afterwards when it's all finished. So in other words, if you're, you know, if you're trying to sell your work at the show and it, you know, it doesn't end when the show is done, it doesn't need to end when the show is done. So you can go onto social media and create a reel or a post and talk about how it went, what pieces you know, people showed them most interesting, um, where, you know, where people can find your work if they couldn't get to the show, that kind of thing. So you, you're still saying, you know, I've had the show, it went really well, there's a few pieces left and I'm sorry if you, you couldn't get there and this is where you can find it. So it's just sort of still kind of keeping people interested even though it's sort of over because it's not really over you're still your work's still for sale it's just not at the show do you see what I mean so that's another little tip is just to just to keep talking about it afterwards you know um yeah don't just go oh well that's done then till next year (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah is that all your tips or have you got any more yeah well no I mean I I haven't really got any more because I mean I've I'm like you Tara I'm not one that has done tons of exhibitions at all but I did learn a lot from the ones the one I did and and it's basically just same same as you really I think the hardest part is agreeing to do it or organizing it because it's scary that's that's the hard bit funny enough when you when you do it you're always going to find out shit's not as bad as what i thought it was going to be you know it is totally not is it and your art is not going to sell if it's in a box under the bed no one's going to see it no but there we go and i do think i don't know what anyone says i i think very quickly that it's very different looking at art in the flesh than it is looking at it on a computer screen so sometimes people look at my work and go god oh wow you know it it looks so much better when you see it in you know in the flesh and you know that's often the case with art 
it can look actually so much better when when you've got it in front of you than it does on a computer so it's important to actually get it out there for people to see for real as well when you can but yes i think that's yeah, it i don't get think an idea need... of scale can you you can't no. get an idea of scale i don't think it's it's very difficult it's really difficult even when you actually say it's x big and by by x whatever <laughs> it's like yeah you know sometimes i put a picture of me holding it up so that people get the scale but you can't beat seeing something for real you know no but yes, I think I think we that's all we need to I don't think I've got anything else really that of any value to say of no. you. No, no okay. I just I think though I think okay, we're not we're not experts in this. And it's like we say we've only done like, you know, one event each or whatever. But sometimes I think that's the best people because they're not experts. So we've seen firsthand and very recently all the muck ups we've made. So we're just sharing our muck-ups so you don't make so much muck-ups as we do, I think. Nobody could, nobody could ever accuse us two of being unreal, that's for sure. No. <laughs> no, that's for sure. So, so let's go on to uh, the answer to our last question. And that last question was, what's the most unexpected source of inspiration you've ever drawn from for your art? Okay, so I've got Rick Fravor. I did some illustrations when I visited Florida a few years ago. They were actually inspired by cats that were roaming the yard of the hotel we stayed in. I've got Tiffany Markham. I once drew an abstract burrito. What? I've got art by Jackie P. A disaster situation a few years ago. I was upset and moved. And did a couple of abstracts in a, as an immediate reaction. I shared with another private group of artists and was told off by a couple of other members for taking advantage of people's suffering. Good job Picasso felt moved enough to paint Guernica. Oh my gosh. I mean, who, who, I mean, <laughs> I can't believe somebody actually said that to her. Why would no, you, I can't either. Why would you take advantage of someone's suffering? That's not what she was doing, is it? No. That's, that's reacting just, to her yeah. own reaction emotion yeah <laughs> exactly that's crazy that's just someone being horrible yeah i had to actually what? do you know the, the embarrassing thing is i had to actually um look up picasso's guernica because oh i'm not familiar with that one turns out it's his best known work or one of his best known works <laughs> oh is it i i wouldn't know what it is either <laughs> oh it's it's an anti-war painting um, and it is actually, oh, right, okay. yeah, and in his, it's in his real wacky sort of cubism-y sort of, well, I, actually, I don't think it was cubism, but it was a very, you'd like it, I think. Right. It was very okay. um, moving, I think, in his own style. Yeah. But yeah, I did have to look it up. And then I thought, God, how embarrassing. And that was one of his best. I'll look it up words. after. <laughs> yeah. We're not very cultured, are we? <laughs> Clearly not. Right. I've got Happy RN Art. That's obviously an Instagram handle. And it says, I'm finding inspiration everywhere, including tiles on the floor and gravels on the ground. Once it was tiny purple flowers surrounded by grass. Looking down has unlocked so many ideas. And I've got Artists Strong, which is, of course, our friend Carrie. In my 20s, I had a life-threatening surgery where I was told I could die or go blind. Since I had two weeks between the announcement and the surgery, I just showed up to paint. I lost all judgments and worries about 
what to make. And I realized I truly just wanted to create because it may be the last time I do. Thankfully, it all went well for my health. And those two pieces I painted were selected in a competition to exhibit at the Smithsonian. Is that how you say that? And the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts. Wow. I did not know that about Carrie. I didn't. Wow, that's an amazing story. Mm. I've got another Carrie here. Carrie is artsy. My son has ADHD and while he is creative and thinks out of the box, he can also be quite literal. It often inspires me. One time in Texas, I told him to look at the cacti and he said, Mum, cactuses don't have eyes, which inspired me to draw my cacti, cacti, spelled E-Y-E, pieces of cactuses with eyes. It also made me notice that birch trees have eyes, which inspired another piece. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> I've got another question for you, which you don't know, actually, because I only came up with it earlier this morning. Um, yes. So this week's question is, if you could invite one VIP guest to your own show, dead or alive, anyone at all, who would it be and why? So if you could invite one VIP guest to your own show, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Any immediate thoughts, Tara, on that one? No. No, none at all. No. <laughs> How about you? Yeah. Probably my Uncle Danny, actually, because he's sadly not around anymore. And when he was towards the end of his life, I'd, I'd really just, you know, I was really getting into it. And I'd just finished my Bear series and... He was really proud of me and, and I think, God, I've come a long way since then and I'd love to I'd love him to have seen some of the the latest stuff I did because I just think he would he would have really loved to have followed along the journey. So I'd, yeah, it would have def- it would definitely be him, I think. Mm. If if you want to answer the question, you can do so by finding the question in the Facebook group, which if you haven't already joined, I highly recommend you do. We'll also put the question up on the Facebook page and, of course, on Instagram, which is Kicking the Creatives. Yeah, we hope that gave you the kick in the creatives you needed. Don't forget to pop over to our website at kickingthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we would be really grateful if you would leave us a little review or even just a star rating if you don't have any time. Um, If you want to find either myself or Tara online, I'm on Instagram as Sandra.Busby, also on Facebook as Sandra Busby Artist, and my website is SandraBusbyArt.com. What about you, Tara? Where can people find you? Uh, You can find me on my website, which is TaraRoskellArt.com, also on Instagram and Facebook as TaraRoskellArt. Uh, and don't forget, you can also subscribe to our Kicking the Creative newsletter. You can keep up with all the challenges and the podcasts. And you can find a subscription to that on our website. Plus, we've released a course, which is how to create characters and cartoons. Actually, we got a lovely comment about that, saying that um, someone was doing a lot of the intuitive drawings and absolutely loving it. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah. I didn't realise that. Yeah, that was really nice. Mm. Um, And you can find a link to the course on our website at kickingthecreatives.com forward slash cartoon course where you can find out more. If you enjoy what we do and you'd like to help support us here at Kicking the Creatives, you can now support us by buying us a coffee and you can find a link to this on our website and thank you very much to our latest supporters joanna brown of course thank you so much 
and also Roving J. Roving J says, thanks for episode 133, the good, the bad and the ugly. So I guess she must have related to that somehow. She um, was having a block. I saw it on our, uh, our website. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, well, do you know what? It's really good and that's why we share, you know, because you know we're all in this together aren't we and and it you need some you just sometimes social media is not a real place it's just nice sometimes to go oh someone else is in this you know someone else is feeling this too it's quite normal so I'm glad you enjoyed that one also uh Katie thank you very much um for your support she says you are both amazing and give so much thank you well, thank you. We really appreciate it. We really do. Um, and if you can't help us um, via Kofi, there are other things you can do um, to help. And you can do things like just share our episodes with other creatives or creative groups you're involved in or write us perhaps a nice review. It all helps us. We really, really do appreciate any support you can give. Um, but that's it for this time. And we will see you next time. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Roving J, she says, thanks so much for episode 100. Hang on, that's a dog going out the dog flap. <laughs> Let me just read oh, that bit again. <laughs> I heard him have a drink a minute ago. Oh, did you? Oh, God. Yeah. Let me start that bit again.